live from America. You're listening to the Hip Hop Patriot. Jeremy Harrell. gentlemen welcome 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 it looks like everybody has a black screen i don't know why that is but we are still going to do our live shout outs so thank you very much ladies and gentlemen just stay tuned we're gonna do some live shout outs we're gonna try to get a hold of rumble we're gonna see what's going on but in the meantime thank you very much this is live from america let's see here we've got cynthia watching how you doing, Cynthia? Slabstick is in the building. How are you, Slabstick? Good to see you. Hold on, I'm just making sure what's see what's going on here. How you doing? Thank you for the birthday wishes. God bless you as well. Thank you so very much. We have more than one birthday today. I know that. All right, hold on. We're getting some word here from producer Eli talking to me with my headphones on like I can hear him. Hold on one second. Stop and start the stream again. All right, well, we're going to stop the stream and we're going to start it again. So everybody, just stay tuned. Don't go anywhere. We'll be right back.
to restore our souls. We put our faith in Almighty God. You voted to make America great again. We are making America greater than ever before. It's happening before your eyes. We will rekindle new faith in our values, new pride in our history, and a new spirit of unity that can only be realized through love for our great country. The American people voted to reject this corrupt globalism. This is the most important election in the history of our country. And yet, despite all of our greatness as a nation, everything we have achieved is now in danger. We will never give up. We will never concede. It doesn't happen. And when I'm reelected, the best is yet to come. to the Hip Hop Patriot. Jeremy Harrell. All right, ladies and gentlemen, we apologize. We have reached out to Rumble, and we're just going to try to continue to keep the show going as we do have a guest coming in today. So we definitely don't want to stop the show. We know people can watch on the app as well. Uh, looks like Bongino is having the same problem. Okay, thank you very much for letting us know. We have let uh, Rumble know. Hopefully they will be on this. Uh, so it looks like the only place you might be able to see us is Getter and, uh, and our app. But we ask that you stay uh, here as well so you can at least chat with us for when this comes on. Uh, so, ladies and gentlemen, I am just going to go ahead and um, and just play the show because I imagine they'll get this fixed while we're working on this. Again, the app should be working, the LFA TV app, and as well as you should be able to watch us on uh, Getter as well. So we're just going to keep moving here, and I'm going to play for you the cold open video that I wanted to play because it looks like people are afraid that Donald Trump might steal the show again. And what do I mean by that? It looks like people are afraid that Donald Trump is going to play the media and play Fulton County and surrender himself when he wants to surrender himself, which could actually be strategic in dominating the airwaves. So let's go ahead and play this as we hope the video comes back on here on Rumble. Roll it. Former President Trump for his alleged efforts to hold on to power against the will of the American people. Now, this indictment comes from the state of Georgia. Fulton County District Attorney, her name is Fonnie Willis, announced the indictment very late last night. It's sweeping in its scope with 41 counts involving 19 people. Ricky Kleeman was here I'm at here the last hour. It's over 90 pages involving President, former President Trump, all accused of engaging in criminal conspiracy. For more on this, we're joined now by Ed O'Keefe. Ed joins us at the table. Ed O'Keefe, always good to have you here. Good to see you. So Ricky gave us a little um, briefing the last hour, but what stood out to you? Uh, look, this is a massive case involving so many people. I just, I think people have to remember, this one is going to involve visual aids mm. and stories that I think are a lot more relatable 
to the American people. That story of the two women, uh, the yes. election workers who were targeted, who testified to the January 6th committee. You could still feel it. their pain. Still. Absolutely. Yeah. Remember, we have the audio of him asking the Secretary of State for 11,780 votes. And then the other thing, four words, cameras in the courtroom. That will make Game a huge difference right in this one. How do you see that making a difference? Well, now we're going Everybody to see him in, in a courtroom show up to be arraigned potentially. Uh, not only him, but the 18 others who've been uh, indicted in this case. And that has a huge effect uh, on the public perception of all this. And remember, this is a court of law. The legal process will continue to play out. He's been masterful, the former president, at exploiting his legal troubles for political gain. It's so you think working the, and the it's visual of him will be powerful for people? It's going to reinforce things for his supporters, and it's probably going to reinforce uh -huh. people's opposition or dislike of him uh, even more so. And then, and, and I, I know Ricky was making this point earlier, uh, you know, what day next week does he show up to get arraigned? Hmm. Does he show up the morning of the presidential debate? Right. Hmm. Where would you rather be that day? In Milwaukee with everybody else or in that Atlanta courtroom? He knows that this has completely sucked oxygen away from everybody else running. So now he can potentially use this to his advantage even more. Does, and does it change the way he... So there you go. This is, Now, of course, this is CBS and their complete morons, but they've got a point there. Does Donald Trump wait until Friday, the day that Piggy Willis gave him to turn himself in, or else, I guess, or, or... Does he do it on the day that he would prefer, which would be, I don't know, the day of the RNC debate? Now, Mike Crispy and I are going to be at the RNC debate. We also have plans on covering the arraignment that's, as of right now, supposedly supposed to be on the 25th. But what happens if we buy plane tickets and send people there to cover it, but he does it actually on the 23rd instead? So I guess we'll wait until that day. But it would be like Donald Trump to do that. And I actually suggest that he does do that. Now, I know that you guys are here and you, can he and you see a black screen and you can hear my voice. It's okay. There's a rumble problem right now. They're working on it. In the meantime, you can chat here and you can watch us on our mobile app or anywhere else that we stream. Now are people saying they're losing audio as well. This is probably rumble working on it. This is probably Rumble fixing it, and Eli will let you know in the chat that this is they're being uh, worked on right now. But I'm going to keep going. I have a lot of birthday cards here, and uh, you know I just wanted to open up today's show with you know that's a good idea. You know that's probably something Donald Trump will do. So as you know, on my birthday this is happening, and and uh, you know I've already scolded Rumble for this, uh, but it's okay. We'll work it out. It says we're having trouble. Streaming to your Rumble destination. Is it possible the stream has ended? No, it's not possible. This is Rumble having growing pains, it seems like. Let me see if it, the stream is still... The stream looks still live on my end. All right, so I want to say... I want to read from some of these birthday cards that I got in the mail. Uh, this is from Ruth Miller. Uh, she says, Jeremy, celebrate like there's no tamale. Wishing you a blessed tomorrow. Hoping your birthday is really something to taco about. Thank you very much. Um, it's another birthday card from Conrad. Uh, and Anne, you should have... Um, I don't know what that says. <laughs> Wooden rising sun. Keep up the good work. Um, hope you 
Hope you think Trump's going to get all the people out or coming to the USA. Sorry, could not read your handwriting, but I thank you very much for the birthday present and the, and the birthday card. Uh, happy birthday from Caden and Amanda. Thank you so very much. For a great guy, you're a real classic. Uh, this, ladies and gentlemen, is from Melissa Zajak. Thank you very much for the card. We appreciate you. God bless. On this special day, wishing you a very happy birthday. This card coming from... Well, it's Haley, but I cannot read the last name. Uh, but thank you very much on this special day. Thank you. God bless. And I just want to make sure that I, I acknowledge that, you know, we got your cards. Cindy Ward as well. Thank you to uh, Jim and Barbara Peters for your gifts as well. We got this book, uh, the Know Your Bill of Rights book. Thank you very much. And uh, also Jamie Weiss. Thank you very much for the cards, the birthday wishes. We love you all. God bless you. Uh, the app on Getter's fine. LFA TV working fine. Rumble is working on the tech issues. Yes, they are. We don't know when they're going to get them fixed. Uh, but we're not going to keep that from stopping us. Because there's a million ways that you can watch Live from America. Okay. All right, ladies and gentlemen, I'm going to get right to the verse of the day today, and then we're going to go to the Lord's Prayer because we've got a lot going on um, which, well, on, the, on our birthdays, my birthday and a few other people here today. Uh, this happens. And it looks to me, hold on, because I'm doing all this in real time, guys. We'll keep trying to let you know if it's resolved. Okay. So it looks like there's, Eli, is there even sound on Rumble? There's not even sound on Rumble now. Okay. Amazing. Absolutely amazing on their end. Well, they're going to owe us big time for that one. Ooh, you guys are going to owe us some front pages for this one. Um, let me, uh, just give me a few seconds. I want to text somebody here at Rumble. All right. So we're just going to get right to the, uh, the verse of the day today, which the verse of the day today actually was pretty amazing. It came from Job. And I just want to tell you a story because this is surrounding Job 2.1 all the way through 2.6. And it's talking about when the angels or the sons of God presented themselves in, um, in front of the Lord and Satan uh, was there too. And God says, uh, where you come from? And Satan says, walking back and forth to and fro on the earth. And then it skips right to God saying, have you considered my servant Job? So what was Satan doing to and fro on the earth? He was looking for somebody to devour. Kind of like what he's looking for to do right here on LFA TV today. He's trying to devour this feed, but it isn't going to work. It isn't going to work. So ladies and gentlemen, he asked him, what are you doing and he says, walking to and fro the earth. And he says, have you considered my servant Job? Because this is a, this is a you can't beat God moment, ladies and gentlemen. And, and Satan says, well, of course I have. But you've got a hedge around him. You're protecting him. If you would take that hedge away and remove that hedge, then I can certainly make him curse your name to your face. God says, all right, go ahead. There you go. Just don't kill him. And he brings unimaginable pain, death, destruction, and sores and, and just complete destruction on Job's life. And Job never turns away from God. So the moral of that story that we talked about this morning was, when all of this stuff, when all these calamities and trials and tribulations come your way, don't worry. Because maybe your name came up in a conversation. And God is allowing the devil to see that he cannot beat God. 
and that he cannot beat you when you are in the grace of God. So it was a pretty amazing, pretty amazing rise up this morning. Again, Job 2, through, uh, two 1 through 6. Go back, check out the verse. Go back, check out the, sh- uh, the, uh, the, um, the show, Rise Up, and, and I think it'll bring it all, all to head for you, okay? All right, let's go to the Lord in prayer. In Jesus' name, our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever. In Jesus' name we pray, amen. You see, ladies and gentlemen, trials plus troubles equal treasures. And one of my biggest problems is control over situations like this and anger when I don't get my way. But I think we're we're showing today that that's not going to be the problem. All right? Someone says, I'm on the LFA TV app looking good. See, that's what I like about that. You come back here. uh, you, You chat here. You make sure we get those rumbles up and you continue to watch the show. That's why we've invested so much into being a um, into being everywhere. Somebody said we're experiencing a loop now. That means they're working on it. Rumble just told me they are being that it's being worked on. All right, folks, we are not drinking our coffee this morning. We've got our good old field of greens. So let's have our first slurp of the day and let's get into the first story. Fulton County Clerk releases a new statement on the leaked Trump documents that came out before the grand jury got done deliberating, showing you another they-had-it-planned-the-whole-time moment. Now, when Fulton County DA Piggy Willis was asked this by the press, what happened, why was this leak there, what is going on, she says, I don't have anything to talk about. When it as it concern as that you know concerning that I don't I don't, I don't know I, I'm not going to talk about that I don't have anything to say. So now the Fulton County clerk, the one that you saw in the video when the judge was making all of those jokes, and then the Fulton County, and then he, he when he was done, he handed the uh, the the indictment to the Fulton County clerk, and she was supposed to take it back, and that was the chain of custody. Well, I'm going to pull this lady up on uh, on the screen here for you. This is her. So this was her taking the indictment after they were in the court, after the judge there was making jokes to the press, after they made it a spectacle. She made a statement concerning what happened and why it was put out. So let's get into that. The indictment unsealed Monday night. It was identical to the leaked charging docs posted on Fulton County Clerk's website earlier that day. On Monday night, Reporter Brian uh, Lennis confronted Piggy Willis on the leak, noting that the indictment returned perfectly matched the Fulton County clerk's release. Fannie Willis, Piggy Willis, blew it off, lying to the American public that she had no answer. Now, the Fulton County clerk is claiming that the leaked documents were just a trial run, gone array. Now, isn't that what they said when they posted the... um, when they posted the election results in Arizona days before the election, 
They've done this. They've run these trial runs many times. They also did it in the 2020 election. But it seems to be these trial runs pretty much always align perfectly with the actual results. So they can just continue to lie to the press and not be pressed on that. Remember when the press would actually had a backbone and they would press people on this? And ladies and gentlemen, we are back up on Rumble. I repeat, we are back up on Rumble. Eli, please allow, let everybody know that we are back up on Rumble. Way to go, Rumble, getting it fixed so quick. Everybody, please come flooding back to Rumble. We would appreciate that. We would rather have you watch here on Rumble than anywhere else. The others are backups. We'd rather rather have you here so we can see, hear, and feel your presence here. Okay. So according to the latest statement, Fulton County Clerk, of Superior and Magistrate Courts, Shay Alexander, uh, Alexander spelt C-H-E with an with a, with a ast- uh, apostrophe like she's from France, posted a test sample to the media queue. But why did the test sample, Shay with an uh, apostrophe, Alexander, why was it matching perfectly with a grand jury indictment that hadn't even been done yet? So you can't say, well, this is what happened, but not say the why. That's the problem here. That's the corruption here that happens. Shea Alexander was delivering the Trump indictment to judge on Mon- to the judge on Monday. In anticipation of issues that arise with entering a pot- potentially large indictment, Alexander used charges that pre-exist to test the system and conduct a trial run. That pre-exist. They don't exist yet. Unfortunately, the sample working document led to the docketing of what appeared to be an indictment, but which was, in fact, only a fictitious docket sheet, the Fulton County clerk said in a statement. But they match 100% perfectly. The so-called test sample was identical to the actual charging document. So what is this going to lead to? Well, I think this is going to lead to a lot of things, ladies and gentlemen. It's not going to lead to anything when it comes to Brian Kemp doing anything about it because he's a paid-off rhino shill. It's not going to lead to anything as the Republican Party getting involved doing anything. Thank you, Vicky, for the, for the birthday uh, donation. Because we know, as we saw the Republicans yesterday, this is our time. This is our moment to take back the Republican Party that Donald Trump took and from, take from us. I have a feeling it may result in... The, in, in um, in the case being moved out of, of Fulton County, which is something that we might see, actually, actually, ladies and gentlemen, because the other 19 people or 18 people, whatever, that were indicted along with Trump, well, they have a lot of friends and they have a lot of power as well. And they don't want to be uh, wrapped up into this smear campaign and also be found guilty. So it looks like people are finally lifting a finger to get this in a court and where it should be. But we'll get to that in a minute. Special prosecutor to probe the Georgia Lieutenant Governor Burt Jones in this Trump case. There's a lot of craziness going on around all of these cases. A lot of laws being broken. A lot of of things being omitted to get the indictment. You know, like Trump saying peacefully and peacefully protest and patriotically. Those are all that stuff was admitted. We've got. I know I'm jumping all around here from indictment to, to indictment, but you got to understand what we've got here. We've got Jack Smith omitting things that he should be putting in uh, his report to get the indictment, right? We've got Jack Smith later saying, I'm sorry, uh, I put things in there that I shouldn't and I left out things that I should. I put things in there that I wasn't even required to put in there 
to make it seem worse than it was. My bad. We've got all that going on. We've got Jack Smith conducting a grand jury in Washington, D.C., but choosing to get, uh, choosing the indictment in Florida, which the Florida judge, Eileen Cannon, is like, what the heck is going on here? We've got the Alvin Bragg case and all of the corruption and craziness going on there with people being removed from the, from, the, from the prosecution team or having to quit because they did something wrong leading up in their investigation. And now we have this crazy indictment coming out of Fulton, Georgia with crazy people like the, uh, the Fulton County jury head, that crazy woman we called her uh, Greta Thunberg 2.0. We have leaked documents. And now we have the Georgia lieutenant governor under probe by a special prosecutor. Jones, who was the state senator during the 2020 election cycle, tried to get the uh, Georgia legislature to convene at the time to overturn President Joe Biden's win in the state. He also is accused of being one of the 16 alternate electors who claimed Trump won the state and he could disregard the popular vote and cast his ballot for Trump in the electoral, um, for the electoral college vote. Jones argued last year that Fulton County District Attorney Fannie Willis, a Democrat who led the probe of Trump, had a conflict of interest in the case because she raised money for the Democrat who lost to Jones in the 2022 lieutenant governor election race. Now Jones is the lieutenant governor, and he's got this probe going on, and it's all surrounding this Trump case in which Fannie Willis used her seat to raise money against Jones. So I have a feeling, ladies and gentlemen, that this case might be moved, and that's what we're going to talk about right here. Mark Meadows. Mark Meadows has, has instructed his attorneys to file court documents to get this case moved out of Fulton County and moved into federal court. And a lot of people think that he's got a chance on doing this. Now, if Trump tried to do this, it might not work. But since these other people are involved, well, now they have skin in the game. Meadows attorneys formally filed court documents yesterday seeking to transfer the case. Meadows and 18 other individuals, including Trump, were indicted in these Georgia charges. Quote, Mr. Meadows has the right to remove this matter. This conduct giving rise to the charges in the indictment all occurred during his tenure and as part of his service as chief of staff, his lawyers wrote. Although Trump's New York case was not upgraded to federal court, Parlator, which is the attorney for Mark Meadows, said that the decision from federal judge Alvin Hellerstein of New York's Southern District perfectly laid out the groundwork for moving the Georgia case. What distinguishes the Georgia case from the New York case is the nature of the alleged crimes acts. The New York case involved payments made by then Trump attorney Michael Cohen to adult film star Stormy Daniels. Judge Hellerston said that hush money paid to an adult film star is not related to the presidential official acts. It does not reflect it in any way the color of the presidential's official duties. Then going on to say, I think that it's going to be almost impossible to avoid removal. Removal is important because when you have a federal official that is being charged by a state in violation of state law, that's something that you want to have removed to federal courts. So if the federal judge can decide, you know, do the federal authorities have some kind of ability to do this? He said he thinks it's going to happen. It's going to be it's going to significantly expand the jury pool. So you're not just going to have Fulton County jurors. But more importantly, when they go on to the next round where they're going to have to be fighting about sufficiency of this indictment. And he says, I've read it, and the RICO count is completely legally incompetent, and that's why I think we're going to get it moved to federal court. So if they are 
just to bring it all to, kind of into to one, you know, end point here. If they are successful at getting the case moved to federal court, the whole case moves. Not just a part of it, not just a little bit of it. And we may have an opportunity to have this happen. That is the best chance that any of these people have in getting a fair trial is having this moved to federal court. All of them. The New York case should have been moved to the federal courts and so should this one. We already know that the Florida case, uh, the, the, the documents case is already in federal court. All of this should be in federal court. Ruby Slipper says, this is ridiculous. No picture, no sound. Well, we should be back for, for everybody now. So you might want to try to refresh. I just want to check here real quick. Okay. Yeah, everything should be fixed. I, I see, Eli, have you got it on your side? So we've got it. Eli's got it. So you guys should be able to come back to Rumble now uh, if, you're, if you had to go somewhere else. Now, I want to move on. Well, we're supposed to be having a guest on here, Jim Hoff from the Gateway Pundit. And I'm waiting for him to come in. But you guys got to understand that a lot of this footage that Donald Trump is going to be able to use in this Georgia case and a lot of the footage that Donald Trump has at his disposal for his January 6th case that he's got going on in D.C., who got that footage first was the Gateway Pundit. Jim Hoff got a lot of this footage. Jordan Conradson, all these people working hard for the Gateway Pundit, they got a lot of this footage before anybody did. So... They're sitting on thousands and thousands of hours of people coming in in the middle of the night after the water pipe broke and bringing in thousands and thousands and thousands of ballots. So I think the number one of the number one witnesses that are going to be called in the Georgia case and in all of the other swing state cases that Trump is going to be able to to bring out in his trial for the January 6th stuff which should also be moved to, to out of D.C. Excuse me, out of D.C. I think the Gateway Pundit is going to be one of the main witnesses. Gateway Pundit attorneys release a statement in response to Fannie Willis's lies and misrepresentations of voter fraud and ballot stuffing at the State Farm Center in November of 2020. Prosecutors at the state and federal levels are abusing their powers to serve their interests of their political party and the oligarchs who ultimately run this nation. Now, remember this too, folks, before I go on and read any more of this story. Before I go on, people like the Gateway Pundit, people like Ben Berkwam, people like Ryan Matta, LFA TV's footage, all of this footage that we have will be used in court against these people someday. And I've said that since day one. So keep that in mind. It's not like the House of Representatives and Marjorie Taylor Greene where, we, where this footage isn't available. This footage has been available for three years and a lot of it came from the Gateway Pundit. I want to move on and read this. These political prosecutions are an abomination and undermine justice and the rule of law. They erode the public's faith in the supposed equal and fair application of the law. A substantial portion of the prosecution's case focuses on attacking President Trump and his attorneys and allies for drawing attention to clearly suspicious conduct throughout the election 
especially in Georgia at the State Farm Center. Remember when the water pipe broke? So I want to play this video while we're waiting for Jim Hoff to come on and explain what, uh, what his company uh, role they're going to play in, in these cases. I want to play this video for you real quick. Roll it. After pulling out hidden boxes stuffed with ballots, footage analyzed by Gateway Pundit reveals Freeman apparently scanning the same stack of ballots over and over again. Surveillance cameras show these poll workers watched and waited until the GOP observers and reporters had left the room before they resumed scanning their ballots. These four workers then continued counting uninterrupted for over three hours until sometime after one in the morning. During this time, Ruby Freeman, as seen here in this video, repeatedly scanned the same batch of ballots at least three times, which is highly illegal, and it's all captured on tape. Freeman was working with her daughter, Andrea Moss, who was also her election supervisor and was also caught on camera as one of the four workers who remained behind after election monitors were forced to leave the building. Georgia's officials have made serious efforts to dismiss the evidence presented on these videos, but so far there has been no explanation as to why Ruby Freeman scanned the same ballots multiple times, nor why they remained behind while the rest of the building was evacuated. Lawyers said it's highly unusual for anyone to store briefcases full of ballots under tablecloths, and it's not clear when those briefcases were delivered or why Ruby Freeman and her daughter waited until GOP observers left before they got them out. Now, I believe that when President Trump... Now, this is just a little bit of this, right? It's just a little bit of that. But I believe that President Trump on Monday from Bedminster, New Jersey is going to show irrefutable proof. He's gonna, I think he's going to show a lot of this that we already have seen and that we've been seeing for three years. But I think he's going to show more stuff. I think he's been waiting for these indictments. Because in order to really go after these people, the way you need to go after these people, you need them to expose themselves and you need them to, um, you need them to basically make the first move, the first swing. Um, a lot of people are asking where they can watch Mike Lindell stuff. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, uh, we actually have Pete, uh, Pete Santilli is on the ground there for us, as well as Laura Loomer. Uh, so you can watch a lot of that. Uh, we're we're going to be covering that. We're going to have them doing hits all day. Um, but as we get ready to bring on our guest here, uh, I just want to say thank you guys all for being here today. Uh, please, uh, Rumble has, has worked out its issues, so please uh, come back from your, uh, from your other devices now as we, bring in, uh, as we get ready to bring in our guest. And again, ladies and gentlemen, uh, I, say, I say heroes. Um, other people might say something different, but I say the Gateway Pundit, Jim, Joe, the, the entire team there, Jordan Conradson, they've been able to uncover and get things uh, out about these uh, phony elections that we've been fighting since 2020 and before. Uh, better than anybody else. So uh, without further ado, let's uh, welcome him back on the show, ladies and gentlemen, uh, Jim Hoff from the Gateway Pundit. How you doing, brother? Great, Jeremy. Good to be with you. Oh, thank you very much. I'm glad you came on today. There's a lot I want to talk about, but hey, you're at the center. I think you guys are at the center of all of this. Michigan, Georgia, Arizona, Philadelphia. I mean, I think you guys are at the center of all of it. You always have been since the very beginning. I don't think you guys get the credit that you deserve when it comes to exposing what you've exposed. I want to uh, kind of break down 
what Donald Trump might be showing from Bedminster next Monday. I have a feeling it's going to be a lot of the stuff that you guys had that you uncovered way back then. Um, at least uh, kind of for the audience, bring us up to speed at where, as where we, uh, you guys are right now with this unfolding again in our lives. Right. So uh, we were the first back in 2020, Jeremy, as you know, that um, it was gateway pundit that we were the first ones to find out that uh, these these ballot uh, election workers at the State Farm Center on election night, not only did they sneak into the center after they announced that they were shutting down uh, counting for the night, not only did the media report that there was a water main break that was forcing them to shut down, which had happened actually much earlier in the day, like six in the morning, and had already been cleaned up. And... Uh, so so it wasn't just that, but it was the fact that these election workers in when they pulled these hidden stash of uh, ballots out from underneath the table and they started counting them. We're the ones who had to, to notice, hey, they're shoving stacks of these ballots through three times a piece. And it wasn't just one of these election workers. It was uh, two or three of them that were doing this. Um, the media uh, has never reported this. Um, you know, something that we just recently found out, Jeremy. Um, and I linked to that today in an article, and that is that uh, there was this one election counter who uh, had shoved these stacks of ballots through the machine three times. Her name was Ruby. She put the, the ballots in a bin. She moved it over to the next table. And then uh, a bit later, maybe a half hour later, it's been sitting there. You can see the video. Uh, the other election worker, Ralph, comes, takes it off the next table brings these ballots over to his table and starts shoving them through the machine again. So um, this is what happened in Georgia. Uh, I put up a report today. It's very disturbing because the FBI and the GBI, which is the Georgia Bureau of Investigation, uh, it's a, the local state uh, law enforcement agency. They came out with a report back in June that said that these, these uh, two women, the mother and daughter team, uh, had done nothing wrong, and they were exonerated. And I don't know how they can do that with a straight face, because what they're saying is you can now jam stacks of ballots through in the middle of night with no observers, and you can jam them through three times, and this is completely legitimate. So very disturbing developments here. But I do hope and I expect that Trump, you're right, Trump will fight this next week uh, during his uh uh, and he will expose this at Bedminster. Do you expect, I mean, I know, I know you guys are already involved in basically exposing the entire federal government's involvement in our freedom of speech with this, you know, you're involved, you're like the number one, you know, uh, attacker, I should say, uh, at, at, at the government for what they've done to us, you in Louisiana, Missouri and all that. I know you guys are already in, in court and, and God bless you for that. Do you expect that now that Donald Trump will have discovery in this January 6th case coming out of D.C. and he'll be able to go state by state by state, do you expect your footage and maybe even you yourself to be, um, to be uh, subpoenaed to court to show what you guys have exposed? And, and uh, if so, are you prepared and ready to do that? Uh, we're definitely prepared. I have contacted the Trump team. We, uh, they, they did suggest that they may use our, our work. And, you know, obviously they should. Well, because yeah. We, we, uh, we, we exposed so much uh, just about the State Farm Center um, alone. Uh, we're also currently working, as you know, 
in Michigan with right. another huge development we found there where there's this one group that uh, had uh, submitted 8,000 to 10,000 uh, fraudulent uh, registrations in 2020 in a town of 38,000. This was in Muskegon, Michigan. We're working on that investigation right now. That's ongoing. Uh, this group was working in all 20 states. Uh, they were funded by Democrats. All these Democrat groups were funding this. So it's very important to them. I do hope that we are called in, though, to, uh, to explain this to the public. And here's the thing. The media, Jeremy, the media is counting and the Democrats are counting on the fact that no Americans will ever see this video. Right. You and I have seen it 100 times, but most Americans have no idea. And even in this report that came out in June where they said Ruby and Shay are exonerated for any, uh, any, any illegal acts or, or corruption, even in that report, they don't show you the video. They don't even mention the video that they're stuffing these ballots through these machines three times, uh, stacks three times a piece in the middle of the night with no observers. The media isn't going to tell you this. So I do hope that we're involved when Trump explains this and his team explains this to the American public. Because I think most Americans, honest Americans, I would say 90% of them would say, no, you can't be doing this. Because if we can, then anything goes in elections. That's the Democrats' ultimate goal, that anything will go. And you have, and you have so much more than that. I mean, you've got footage from, if I'm not wrong, uh, correct me if I'm wrong, you've got footage from Pennsylvania, you've got footage from Arizona, you've got Maricopa County specifically, you've got footage from Michigan, you've got footage from Wisconsin, you've got footage from Georgia. Surprisingly, all these states were one in the middle of the night after they were already getting, you know, Biden was getting blown out. We all wake up and surprisingly, these are the states that, uh, that, that pulled out the win. But you've got picture, you've got video, not just pictures of people, and it's and it's not something they can really dispute, right? A lot of Democrats are just gonna lie, 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 lie until until they get thrown in jail, and then they'll lie until they die. But you cannot dispute somebody coming in, dropping off a box of ballots. You see them pick up these ballots. You see them, they come over here, they bring them over here, they run them through, and then somebody else comes, they pick up these ballots, they bring them over here, and then they run them through another machine. There's no state in our country where you have to run them through twice. There's no double check machine. So, I mean, isn't that alone just irrefutable proof that votes were double counted, mail-in ballots were double counted? Absolutely. And um, we expect they'll come up with some excuse. We've, we've talked about this with our attorneys. But um, you're absolutely right. If people see this, see, that's, that's, that's what's going to be central. If people actually see this video, then I, they will be swayed. But as I said, most Americans have no idea. And what they have seen is these two women go on TV and in front of the January 6th committee, subcommittee, you know, with Liz Cheney um, and cry in front of the American audience. They've seen that. So that's what they think. That's the only part of the story they're getting. They're not getting what these people did in the middle of the night on election night. No, not at all. And I think that's this is going to be. And, and, and remember when Trump said, I need one more indictment to secure my presidency. Would I be right in saying he needed all of these people to make the first move? And now with discovery and they want to have cameras in the courtroom, they want to make it a spectacle. I say, well, let's give him a show. I mean, don't you feel the same way? Let's give him a show. I don't know how they can talk their, their, their way out of this. No. If, if people see the footage, they just, it's, it's irrefutable. 
Um, and that's why it's so disappointing that the FBI and GBI came out with this bogus report again. What we're finding in Michigan in our current investigation with the ballot registrations is that this was also turned over to the FBI back in October of 2020, this, this uh, tens of thousands of bogus registrations. Nothing's, nothing's happened. Nothing's been done. In fact, Dana Nessel, this very corrupt attorney general in the state, announced last week that they were going to submit it to the FBI again um, just in case they need to bury it for a few more years. So uh, it's, it's, you know, it's, it's horrible what's happening, and especially with groups like the FBI that we all used to trust. And now most of us uh, certainly, uh, uh, you know, I, I'm someone who have a, has a completely different opinion of the FBI yeah. than I did in 2016. Well, maybe, maybe all this wouldn't have happened if Trump, uh, if they didn't do this. Maybe we wouldn't know all this stuff. Maybe I always say if none of this happened, not that I wanted it to, but if none of it happened, we would have kicked the can down the road for four years. Trump would have continued to do great. He would have been gone, and they would have brought all this back up again. We'd never know about it. Some of us might never know about the FBI. We might never, you know, people might not know that people that are going to school board meetings to, to, to complain to their school boards uh, are on an FBI watch list. People might not know that stuff, you know, and, and I think, you know, all, thing hap- all things happen for the good of God, and uh, what's done in the darkness will be exposed. We're shining lights on it. And I'm, I'm, I'm just very, very, very happy to know that there are people like you guys out there who are making such an impact, who are going to court, who are putting your money where your mouth is. You're putting your money where your mouth is in court. You're fighting the federal government. You're fighting the FBI. You're fighting the DOJ in court. You're fighting for the January 6 prisoners. You're raising money for them. That is what we like to do here as well, and I think more news organizations need to do that. Uh, sir, thank you very much. I'd love to have you come on again soon. Keep us up going on. Uh, you know, keep us up to date with what you guys are doing. Uh, the last 15 seconds is yours, my friend. Well, uh, we certainly are at a pivotal moment in our history, and uh, it's going to really be decided in the next couple of months. Uh, it's, it's really a dark time, but uh, I love what you said. Uh, you know, all things will be exposed. In the, in, the, in the darkness of night, and that's, that's where we're at. So, uh, we're I, at. you know, I pray that you're right. Well, ladies and gentlemen, the Gateway Pundit, your leader in breaking news, Jim, thank you very much, and we'll have you on soon. God bless. Thanks a lot. All right, thank you. All right, there you go, folks. Uh, Gateway Pundit, you guys know I, I have a lot of respect for the Gateway Pundit. Um, I read a lot of stories from Gateway. I really love uh, Jordan Conradson over there. Um, you know, they just, they've just done some great work. So, Big shout out to them. And like I said, this case fighting freedom of, uh, freedom of speech, uh, you know, with the, with the government's collusion with the social media tech giants, that's Missouri and Louisiana versus the federal government. Who's the number one uh, witness in that case? Not only that, the people that are bringing the fight to the government, it's the Gateway Pundit. It's the Gateway Pundit. They're the same people that had all that footage that we showed you three years ago, two and a half years ago. So check them out, gatewaypundit.com. And I'd like to go to our first sponsor of the, of the, uh, of the day. Probably should have done this a little sooner, uh, but we had some technical difficulties. All those who came back to Rumble, thank you very much. If you're watching on the app, if you're watching somewhere else, please, for my birthday, if you want to give me a birthday present, come back and get the numbers back on Rumble. That's where we're at. That's our home. That's where we want to see you. Unless there's an emergency, which there isn't anymore. All right, ladies and gentlemen, first sponsor of the day, 4patriots.com. Look, Caden and Amanda sent me a present from 4patriots.com. And I have a bunch of stuff for Patriots from 4patriots.com. Some that they gave me, some that I bought. But when I get a present sent to me 
and it's something from 4Patriots.com, it lets me know that the people out there like me are thinking the way I'm thinking, and that is about survival, and that is about autonomy, and that is about declaring independence. I love that kind of stuff, and I love gifts from this kind of a company. 4Patriots.com, ladies and gentlemen. Have and not need, don't need and not have. Your ultimate survival everything. Your ultimate autonomy. Your ultimate independence. Your ultimate anxiety and headache free of, oh my gosh, what if something happens here like it happened in Maui? What if something happens here like what happened in East Palestine, Ohio? What if something here happens like when the hurricanes come through Florida and up the East Coast? You don't have to worry because you'll have backup. And that is from 4Patriots.com. So check them out today, ladies and gentlemen, 4Patriots.com. I see people coming back to Rumble saying, just for your birthday. Thank you. For my birthday, all I want is for you guys to be here on Rumble with me. 4Patriots.com, promo code LFA. Get yourself a big discount and also make sure that you are contributing to a veteran family in this country because that's what a portion of every sale goes to. Also, my favorite, bum, 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 the lean, mean, globalist fighting machine superhuman food crushed up in a powder known as Field of Greens. Why do they call it Field of Greens? Because they literally scoured the earth. They scoured the fields of the earth and they took only the best vegetables and only the best fruits that can purify and clean out, clean out your body, keep you uh, fresh, keep you just focused on mind, body, spirit, health. And when you're focused on mind, body, spirit, health, you wake up every day and you say, hey, God, how you doing today? I love you. Thank you for giving me everything that I need. You crush up some, uh, or you don't even have to do that because it's already crushed up into a powder. You put this one scoop into your, uh, whatever you put it in. I put it in a little blender with a little uh, round ball in it so I can shake it up every little bit. And you put one bottle of water in and you're good. And ladies and gentlemen, you will notice pounds go off of your body. You'll notice you have more energy than you've ever had. There's no drawbacks. There's no after effects. There's no side effects. It's not like your five-hour energy drinks. Fieldofgreens.com. Promo code LFA. Get yourself 15% off your first order and join in the fight, ladies and gentlemen, to keep yourselves clean. Now, I, uh, because we had these technical difficulties today, I'm running short on time. So what I have to do, thank you all for your birthday wishes. I, God bless you. I, I wish I could have paid more attention to that uh, during the show today. So I'm going to have to choose here which I think is the most important. Ah, we're going to go with this one. I am not done with this Obama chef murder thing. I'm not done with it. I know mainstream media has not covered it, but I'm not done with it. There's more about this Obama chef murder mystery that I want to know about, and, and I think I want to, I think I, I have some questions. And, I, and, and there's other people who have same questions as I do when it when it's, surrounds the Obamas, right? And since nobody's talking about this anymore, I figured that we here in LFA TV would hash this back up. We knew, we've learned that a man who was a personal chef of the Obamas drowned while paddleboarding in front of the Obamas' Martha Vineyard estate. His name was Tafari Campbell. He was writing a book about the Obamas. He died suddenly, drowned, apparently. And here are the questions that still remain unanswered that I want to still talk about. Number one, who else was with him? Because the reports are that there was a second paddleboarder. Who was that second paddleboarder? Why haven't we heard the 911 call that apparently first came from the Obama house, but then came from two miles down the road? How come we haven't heard about that yet? Was there any foul play? 
and he's pushing and he's shoving amongst those two people. One was the chef and who was the other person? Was he wearing a life vest? Was he provided a life vest? If not, why? Is there any footage of this man dying? We do know that the Obamas were former president and first lady, so it might be one of the most secure areas in the country. Why don't we have any footage from this happening? Was he, was he under the influence of alcohol? Where's the autopsy report? If he was drunk and died because he was drunk, who served him the alcohol and who allowed him to get on a paddleboard afterwards? How long did people wait to call 911 after he was fully submerged? Where was the Secret Service? Was there any Secret Service present? And if there was, did they assist? Did they see anything happening? And most importantly, why were the Obamas reportedly not there when it happened and then, oh yeah, they were there? There are so many questions surrounding this, what I call a murder, and nobody's talking about it anymore. So I figured we'd talk about it here on LFA TV today. Those are the questions that I want answered, and I think we'll make that a short clip. Obama, answer the questions. Did you murder your chef because he was writing a book about you and your gay trio life with your she-hulk of a husband, Michelle Obama? That's my question. End of short clip. Now, ladies and gentlemen, another one that I really want to get to here, uh, Maui. A resident in Maui says that they were actually beating the flames until the water was shut off. Now, I know there's a lot of questions that surround that statement that I just made, but I want to play you the video because I find it interesting. More and more every day, I found more uh, interesting stuff about this Maui situation, which was a tragedy. And I'm also getting reports today of a first responder who said he personally pulled 80 bodies, dead bodies out of rubble, personally, which would kind of make 90-something bodies found a little hard to believe. Roll this clip. Tree fell over, hit the power lines, and that's what started the fire. Russ, who lived in his home for 40 years, said he and neighbors fought all day to keep the fire from spreading. We had a hard time holding it back, but we're still, we were winning the game. And then the water turned off. And then there wasn't anything we could do. Then the sparks were blowing up out of the gulch. So he says, we were beating the flames. We were winning, he says. And then the water got shut off. Now the water could have gotten shut off because of the fires, right? I guess. But it seems funny that the emergency sirens didn't go off. The emergency calls and warnings didn't go off. The electricity just everywhere shut off. No flooding. A hurricane of fire. And then no water when they were beating back the flames, all the residents. I don't know. Just weird. Just weird. No power, no water, maybe. Yeah, maybe. I don't know. I just, the more you hear of it, the weirder it gets. That's, that's just my two cents. Like you're sitting there fighting the flames 
with water. And he says, we almost had it beat, which means that they were doing it for quite some time. And then the water shut off. I don't know. I guess it could all be because of the storm itself. Yeah, I mean, that's possible, obviously. It's the first thing you would think of. But when you couple that together with everything else, it just seems a little weird. All right, last story of the day. Uh, Pentagon to shake up the National Guard in D.C. after criticism for the January 6th protest response. The Pentagon is reportedly working on plans to restructure the Washington, D.C. National Guard following the unit's response to January 6th, Capitol riot. Now, here's the funny thing about that. Donald Trump actually tried to send National Guard there, and they didn't want help. So really, why are you trying to reform something that you never even called on in the first place? Why are you trying to reform something that could have been easily, easily handled had outside National Guard come in? Maybe they didn't want outside National Guard men and women in. I don't know. I don't know. Just a thought. Anyway, ladies and gentlemen, I'm going to play you a video on your way out. I just thought this video was funny. It has nothing to do with anything that we were talking about today. I just thought this video was absolutely hilarious. And since I thought this video was hilarious, I wanted to play it for you as well. Give you a little smile on your way out. Sorry the show didn't go as planned today, but it is what it is. Here we go. Check this out. You'll laugh. All right. I, I know what y'all thinking. I know what y'all thinking. <laughs> give, give me a second. Give me a second. Let me. I know over the years we've been, we've been, we've been having a problem with, you know, with the cotton picking and stuff, and, you know, we don't really take this too kindly, but I ain't going to lie. Three three hundred dollars out. <laughs> I ain't gonna lie, this, this this better than his job. I ain't gonna lie, boy. Uh, sign, ah, <laughs> sign me up. Ah, I gonna say it, but um, <laughs> whew. sign me up. <laughs> sign me, sign me all the way up. Matter of fact, is, is it on? Is it on snag a job? Is it on? Is it on? Is it on? Where where, where do I sign up? <laughs> Ah, I don't really feel right. Sign me up. Woo. $300 out. I'm sad. Let me get on this laptop. <laughs> Hell, I'll go help you. I'll go help you. Anyway, ladies and gentlemen, I'm sorry the show didn't go as well as planned today. Uh, that's what happens. You just try to work through it. That's why we have emergencies set up. Uh, but thank you for the birthday wishes. God bless you. I'll be back tonight. I'm not going anywhere. I'm working all day on my birthday. So ladies and gentlemen, remember there are right ways and wrong ways, but there's only one Yahweh. So stand up tall, keep your shoulders back, keep your chest out, keep your head up high because you are a child of God and no weapon formed against you will ever prosper. Mike Crispy and Unafraid has already started, so they're already mad at me. I got to go, guys. Even though it's my birthday, they don't cut me any slack here. Keep your families close. Keep a smile on your face and whatever you do, keep spreading that gospel. Peace out. I love you.